This is Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher, where Kevin and his guests dig a little deeper into today's issues surrounding the environment, farming, gardening, and food. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Welcome to Digging in the Dirt. As we celebrate Black History Month here at the radio station, I thought it was important to talk to some local residents here in Bridgeport, and in particular, the young people. I wanted WPKN to give our community an opportunity to tell their story. So my guests today are Robert Peck and Kimberly Fleurison and DJ Waugh. Robert manages the Green Village Initiative's Youth Leadership Program, which has a summer employment program in which they employ Bridgeport High School students to work and learn about how to operate an urban farm. Participants spend eight weeks through the summer at Reservoir Community Farm learning in workshops and through hands-on experience on the farm. Kimberly and DJ are two students who are in the program under Robert. Green Village Initiative's mission is to grow food, knowledge, leadership, and community through urban gardening and farming, and to create a more just food system. And on top of that, Robert is a programmer here at WPKN. He's one of my colleagues. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, so, Robert, to those of us who might not be familiar with uh, GVI, exactly what is Green Village Initiative doing and what are you up to inside the organization? Yeah, so uh, I like to say that we deal with most things urban agriculture around the city of Bridgeport. Um, and we have a few programs that make up the organization. Uh, our main, I guess, highly visible program is going to be our 1.7 acre farm site on Reservoir. That is where we do a lot of workshops. That's where we grow for production um, to support the community and uh, having some produce available for below market values. That site is where we house our summer program uh, of our youth program. We also have 12 community gardens around the city of Bridgeport. And in the past, we've interacted with about 27 school gardens around the city of Bridgeport. Right. So what do you try to teach the high school students? Yeah, so my approach in teaching high school students, yeah, it's like centered around farming, but it's really about teaching them that there's a wide variety of opportunities that are out there. And obviously we, we root in the farming. So, um, you know, that's very centered into, into the learning process. But for me, it's really about providing opportunities and showing that there's a, a larger world out there. Mm -hmm. and, and on top of that, are you teaching them, like, say, how to grow tomatoes? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, as well as growing mushrooms and, and um, you know, figuring out all kinds of things that you can grow in your space. And you're having some success or some of the students going on to start in their own garden, maybe at their own, uh, you know, someplace nearby in their own neighborhood? Or, or do you find that it's an attrition that goes on? Yeah, so some of those stories do get a little lost, to be completely honest. You know, we, we do get some, some feedback from the youth that come back, and some of them have changed the course of, you know, their career path and things like that based on some of the learning that they've, that they've gone through uh, through GVI. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a good time to talk to Kimberly and DJ. How about you, Kimberly? How did you come to getting involved with Green Village and, and Robert? Uh, at first, I did it was my cousin and younger sister who actually found the program before I knew about it. And then like they basically offered the the opportunity to me, showed me the poster that they had at um our school's um Earth Day event during my junior year. And that's how I came in touch with them over the summer. 
And what did you find attractive about it? I mean, what was the reason why you wanted to do it? I can say it's like the whole, like, like wanting to teach other youth around the um, community because I never knew that they had a community farm app in Bridgeport since I have been living here for about four years. Mm -hmm. And and have you you've been out to the farm this past summer? Yeah. And can you tell us something you learned while you're out there? Is something that excited you about it? I guess being at the farm, it kind of opened my eyes to like anything that has to deal around with like food apartheid or food deserts. So you, you feel that you're not getting like, say, fresh vegetables that you, you'd want to have. So this summer you learned um, a little bit about growing those. And then, and then did you you actually eat some of the stuff you grew? Yeah. Okay. How about you, DJ? How'd you come to the program? Uh, so my mom introduced me to the program, but before that, my outdoors club and my history teacher, they, they would always give us like lessons on on climate change and and other uh, severe severe uh, crises that it turns into like deforestation, food insecurity, poverty, starvation, and stuff like that. So when I heard about GVI and what they were working towards, I thought it was going to be a great opportunity to learn more about it. And to be a part of the change they're trying to make. Oh, cool! So you're you're actually enjoying the program, and you learn. What are you learning that's that you find to be important? Right now, I'm learning more about food insecurity. Uh, before, I only had like I didn't know much about it. I just knew like the definition, but now I see the importance of it and the importance of healthy food and healthy vegetables play in our life. Mm -hmm. Let me just cut it real quick, Kevin. Uh, sure, go for it. So with DJ, um, so DJ actually didn't participate in the summer program. DJ came in for our year-round fellowship program. So through the summer, we have that very in-person, uh, on-the-farm time. <laughs> but DJ joined the fellowship program, kind of, we kind of tricked her a little bit. So she, I guess she kind of initially thought it was going to be more towards more of that kind of work. Mm -hmm. but, you know, as we introduced the concepts and everything, like DJ saying, it, it, she was already pretty aligned with, you know, with that thinking and some of the learning that she's gone through at school. So, so DJ has, has been hitting the ground running. So DJ, let me ask you, where do, where do you go to school and how old are you? I'm 15 and I go to school at Central Magnet High. Mm -hmm. And you think you might start a, your education towards goals that are within the this experience of finding out about food insecurity and and in urban farming. Uh, yes, because I think it's a very important topic. And I grew up like before I moved to the U.S. I grew up like gardening and growing my own stuff and like just picking food off of trees when I was hungry and stuff. So you know, I'm used to that. I guess that kind of lifestyle. I think that most people don't have that experience, and it should be accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. Where was that? I used to live in the Cayman Islands. Okay. So it was a big change, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you talk about food insecurity. I, I, I like, can you tell me, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I just, what, what's your understanding of food insecurity? So food insecurity is basically when certain communities or families that don't have access to healthy foods or cultural appropriate foods that they need to live a healthy lifestyle. And, and Kimberly, are you concerned about the same things? Uh, yes. So in your community, Kimberly, what's the what's the most important thing about food? I mean, is it the fact that there's too much fast food and they're not getting enough uh, vegetables? Is there stores where you can buy good vegetables or you're reliant on um, 
and like Kadisha Muhammad's uh, stand that she sells vegetables at in the summertime, stuff like that. I feel like the biggest problem would be the supermarkets being at very far destinations. And but, also like with them being far, they're also quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So there, there's no, there's no access. In other words, there's nothing. There's not a store you can go into and and find a bunch of lettuce and carrots and potatoes and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have in the summertime, did you purchase stuff from the Reservoir Farms farm stand? Yeah, during the t- during the summer, the leftovers that they had, we would just take it and take it home with us, and we'd use it. And so they, I understand they grow things that people, you know, from different countries really like. So that that's a, is that, is that an important thing too for you? Yeah. Um, since my parents are like, from, are immigrants, like they're more used to how they are being back at home than mm-hmm. how it is here. Mm-hmm. And where and was home? I just got raised with like the same like type mindset, but not, not type experience, but I can see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And what was home before? Um, Haiti. Haiti. And how old are you? I'm 17. Mm-hmm. And do you think you're going to sort of take the direction of uh, trying to work in this sector of the food and growing food and working in urban farming? Uh, no. Nope, not going to happen. Just this is a good experience, though, for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's your plans for the future? What do you, what do you want to study for? Um, I'm, be- I'm going to, like, go after graduation going off to becoming a u.s marine oh good for you thank you great kimberly what was the the thing that you enjoyed the most about your experience at the farm this this summer is the connections that we that i've made during the farm like it's just like so many of us who live in like the same place and then all of us coming together not knowing each other and then towards the end we're like good friends or even have like contact information of some. So, mm-hmm. so GJ, the same question for you, basically. I mean, you, you did not experience the summer program though. No, I didn't. Okay. So are you going to plan on doing that this summer or? Yes, I do. And I've mentioned it to a couple of my friends and they're interested in joining as well. Great. I'm a big gardener, so I'm, I encourage you to do it. I think you'll, you'll, you'll love it. You know, growing your own stuff is great. I think. Robert, how many of the high school students like DJ and Kimberly are working with you? Yeah, so right now we have three that that are working with us in our fellowship program, all focused on looking at food waste and food redirection in Bridgeport. But through the summer, we we take on 12 youth. We're currently thinking about expanding the program a little bit to, to bring on some more youth. But outside of those two programs, we also have monthly events in which, you know, it's an open invite to any Bridgeport youth. As an aside, has the farm found the farm manager? I know you've been looking for one. Yeah, we're still looking. We're still in that. Okay, that's too bad. (laughs) Anybody out there wants to work with uh, the Reservoir Farm, they're looking for a manager. So here's a little plug for giving them a call and uh, getting involved with the Green Village Initiative. Robert, is there some kind of question you can ask DJ or Kimberly about the the program that you feel our, our listeners would be interested in? Yeah, could y'all talk talk about food rescuing a little bit? I'm sorry. So right now we're working on a project based on food waste. So right now we're going to different supermarkets in our area to see if they would like donate the food or or if they would allow us to um take the food that they're gonna throw out so we can relocate it to other food pantries 
or a compost facility. Oh, very cool. I've had, is it you working with Park City Compost? So we've, uh, we've worked with Food Rescue US as well as uh, Park City Compost and another group called People First. Great. That's a, a, to me, that's one of the most important things we can do is uh, rescue all this food waste and garden waste that uh, is, not, is just going into landfills. So I, I really, that's an admirable thing to work on, DJ. I'm happy you're doing that kind of stuff. Maybe we can have you back a, a, as it gets progressing to see uh, what's going on with that. It's happening in many, many communities now, and we need to, all of us have to start doing more composting because it's great for your garden besides, right? Absolutely. Kimberly, could you talk about the gallery walk a little bit? The um, gallery walk, um, we're going to have that t um, towards the end of our program in May. It's um, where we, like, over the course of the program that we've done since the beginning, we collect all the pictures that we've taken relating to um, our project. And we have, like, basically like a gallery walk around and then we present to others that are watching. What's a gallery walk? I'm not understanding. Yeah, all the pictures that we've collected towards the beginning of the program, and then we have it displayed out where others can see. Oh, okay. Where, in restaurants or other venues or school? No, like more like an event like that we'll be having towards the end. Of okay. So uh, a l little bit about that. We're, um, the project is called Photo Voice. So essentially using pictures to tell the story of what the Bridgeport food system looks like. And with the, the gallery walks that Kimberly's talking about, we're going to have one hosted at a GVI site. And we're reaching out to, you know, like the Margaret Morton Center, City Hall to, uh, to see if we could also do uh, something in one of those venues. But we're also looking at some backup options as well. Uh, we, we've got some partners that we've worked with with some venues. So um, we're still figuring out the, the fine details, but essentially it's like displaying their entire project and uh, showing what the Bridgeport food system looks like while highlighting key points that are important to them. Mm -hmm. I get it. So we're speaking to Robert Peck, who is, he manages the Green Village Initiative's Youth Leadership Program. And we have a couple of those youths with us, Kimberly and DJ. And pleased to have you both here. Maybe um, DJ and Kimberly, I, could I ask you a couple of questions about, you know, like current events? I'm just curious as to what, the youth is thinking about the, right now what's going on in the United States. Are you aware of some of the things that are happening in the media? They, there's a lot of different issues out there. Are you aware of the issues? And then what do you think about them? Um, I haven't really been aware of the issues that have been happening. Okay, that's fair. DJ, how about you? Actually, today, my friend, uh, she was telling me about uh, the earthquakes, the chemical spills and all that that happened in other variants. Uh, state and I was shocked because most of the time when things like this happen I only know through so social media or through my friends I never see this stuff on the news or hear my parents talking about it or anything mm -hmm. so I think that's very troubling that I have to go to social media to find out what's happening in the world that's around us and I think these uh, important topics should be on the news Mm -hmm. and, and you that's where you get most of your news is from social media not not from like say the television yes mm -hmm. what about your community or do you think they're understanding what's going on in the greater world and you know the nation and and then on top of that do you think they're worried about the food issues that you're worried about uh probably not because 
I guess they they don't know much about this topic, so you can't really worry about something you don't know of. Mm-hmm. So they probably wouldn't be worried about it as it, like how I would worry about it or think about it because they don't have much knowledge on this topic like I do. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're doing will help them tremendously. So you know, kudos to you. Thank you. Yep. Do you have any opinion of like say how Bridgeport? is is you know is is it do you feel it's a safe place do you like living in bridgeport and what do you think about the leaders do you think they're participating in helping the people of bridgeport i would say yes because a few months ago i would always complain about the food that we get served at lunch and how there isn't as much healthy foods and now i'm starting to see that they have more options like that they have more salads they have they just have more food options that other people who I say don't eat meat are due to their religion or something. They have other options that they could go to. So I think that the leaders are definitely doing something, but there's still more to be done. Mm-hmm. Kimberly, any thoughts there as well? Um, I can see the things that the leaders are doing, like around at least around the city. I can see some things like places are like are like like more housing areas. I can say. Um, where the area I'm living around that but like there could like still be more to be done at least mm-hmm. and Robert what do you think about what I just asked them yeah I think uh yeah just to, to echo a little bit of what, what they're saying I think there's definitely a lot to be done and I think the leaders you know they're not the only agents of change making so um I I, I know some people that are on the ground making some changes as well and that that's really where I see more of the changes being made. Mm-hmm. So Kimberly, let me ask you a little bit about the future. You're going to go off and be in the military. And what do you have hopes for as far as, you, you know, your community in the future, you know, for your, for your family? Um, at least like for when I go, when I come back from boot camp after graduation, uh, I hope to at least see Bridgeport in a more better condition than how I left it. Okay. And DJ, what about you? What are are your hopes for the future? I just hoped that uh, in the future, there would be more farms, more farms spread out through Bridgeport. So supermarkets aren't the only place where you can get vegetables because I don't think the veggies or the food at the supermarket are as fresh or as good as what you get from a farmer's market. But there's almost no farmer's market around me that at least I know of. So I wish there was more farmer's market and I hope to see that in the future. Okay, great. And Robert, you know, what What, what about you? What do you think about that? Because then I want to get into asking a couple of questions about yourself. Yeah, um, the future of Bridgeport, I'd like to see it run by you know, future generations, really. I'd, I'd love to see more youth-led initiatives, you know, and adults supporting those youth-led initiatives and not, you know, taking their opinions and, and thoughts with a grain of salt and really putting some energy behind it. Mm-hmm. So you, you think this area is a good place to make some progress to the area of growing your own food in, on urban farms and having farm stands and getting people fresher vegetables? Do you think that's a, a way of making progress in Bridgeport? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that just makes the community more self-sustainable. And, and um, a self-sustaining community, you know, is one that's, that's you know, that's a community for the future. That's That's something that 
everyone should be aspiring to, in my opinion. So, and that leads me to what I know about you personally. You're you're about to go about leasing some land, and so you want to tell us about that and why you're you're doing this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I have a business called Hemp Milk and Honey, and uh, initially it started with focusing on providing garden services to people. So you know, setting up a place in in their space to uh to grow some some fresh veggies. But I'm leaning towards more of the farm aspect of things because I came across this opportunity to lease some land. Yeah. So my my focus is going to be more towards doing memberships. So customer memberships, as well as business memberships, uh, reaching out to like, you know, like food trucks and uh, like a small health food store that, that doesn't carry too many, pro- like too much produce, but can still have something on the shelves. Mm-hmm. So you, basically you want to start urban farming in Bridgeport and, and you have a CSA. That's exactly. Okay. And so what, what are you planning on growing? I mean, how, how close are you to making this come become a reality? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh <laughs> I'm in the, the last parts of it, you know, just cross the eyes, dot some T's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh good. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's no, it's it's pretty close and um yeah, it's it's very real. <laughs> even even outside of that one, I've always had some like growing spaces to operate out of. So yeah. Oh, good. Well, I wish you good luck with that. You keep us informed. Let us know your progress and let us know where you're selling all your veggies and everything. Because like, as DJ said, we need to, we need some more places for fresh food uh, to be uh, distributed here in the in the city for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely have all of them. Well, I really thank you all for coming on. I had Robert Peck here today and Kimberly Fleurison and DJ Wah. It's really been gracious of you to come on here and, and let us know what you're thinking about all this stuff and keep up the good work and good luck in what's going to go on in your futures, both of you, Kimberly and DJ. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Kevin. Okay. Talk to you later. Appreciate you. You've been listening to Digging in the Dirt with Kevin Gallagher.